Welcome back to Rude Dude. I am your host, Jerry Rice, with my partner in crime, Travis Kelsey. Pro. <laughs> what the fuck? All right, we'll go with Al Davis. Okay, there we go. That's that's better, right. dude. I know you fucking hate Travis Kelsey, so that's why I was trying to decide if I was going to piss you off or, or go in a positive way, but um, I chose violence. You did choose violence, dude. Well, um, since we've since we've we've started off on that foot, um, no, dude. Uh, Travis Kelsey, um, I hate him more than any NFL football player. It's it's real close between him and Mahomes, but um, Travis Kelsey, I I cannot stand him. Um, I will take the Al Davis uh, um, handle though. Al Davis was the man. He was he was he was an innovator. Um, in the later years, he was terrible at drafting, and um, you know, but without him, the Raiders wouldn't be where they are, bro. Um, how are you doing today there, Jerry? <laughs> I am. I'm good. Um, let's see. I feel a little weird. I don't, I don't know exactly why. Um, I don't feel like working today. Shoulder hurt. Got to the gym. Got a good workout. But I wasn't. It was weird because I wasn't like super into it, but it was still a good workout. Um and uh yeah i'm all right man you know just life life and just lifing it up how about you buddy how are you oh man you know it's it's like a, it's like a theme uh i'm completely roasted today bro like because i'm so awesome at my job they decided to give me like 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 four other new reps to manage um and these are all like california reps and and i'm like i said in, in the past I am in charge of our Southeast division, which is all like your neck of the woods kind of. Uh, so now I have all these snooty, rude, um, super needy California reps who have massive volume. And and it's just, I, I'm not going to get into a whole rigmarole. Long story short, uh, Kreerin over here, his eyeballs are, are on the verge of bleeding, bro. I put eye drops in like 12 times. Today. I've been locked to the computer. Um, I was gonna say if they're snooty and rude, they're not from my section of the woods because uh oh no oh, around no. this holler we are uh, polite and uh, neighborly. I would say, hey man, I I when they started handing me these California reps, I literally went to my boss and I was like, I was like, if you take my my reps from the south for me, I quit because they are so nice and 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 so cordial. Like yeah. Le- Leanne in North Carolina. Oh, all right, Cameron, you have a good day, sweetheart. Be like, and then I got an old guy named I got a guy named uh, <laughs> Harry out in Georgia, who is such a pimp. Like he used to own nightclubs and stuff, but he but he's got the sweetest Southern draw. He's the nicest yeah. guy in the world. I could be like, Harry, uh, these accounts look like ass, and this is terrible. All right, Cameron, I'll I'll go ahead and get that taken care of, and uh, you have a good day now. And I'm just like, man, if I could just go and sit with you like in person and like just on a listen porch to you, on a porch a chair yeah man like sign me up dude mm. Mm. 
Why don't you uh, give the audio listeners uh, a taste of what I got on while I give the video uh, viewers a little a little spin? Oh, there we go. So for the audio listeners, he's turning around. Uh, he has a number 80 jersey on with, in my opinion, the greatest receiver of all time, That's right. uh, Jerry Rice. That's right. Uh, uh, you know, I had the privilege of having him as a Raiders wide receiver for a little bit oh, when, the, when we had those Rich Gannon runs when we went to the Super Bowl. Uh, he was, he was vital. Him and Tim Brown were quite the duo and he was old too, but he was still, Dude, he was still huge. I saw a wild stat on that the other day that Jerry Rice had like 2000 yards over 40 years old and oh. every other receiver over 40 combined has like 80 yards. <laughs> yeah, no, man. No, like I, uh, this sort of debate, like I, I honestly can't even, I can't even tolerate it. Uh, like people comparing Mahomes to Brady goat debates that we're hearing nowadays. I, I, I won't hear it. I won't hear it, man. They're not even on the same stratosphere. Um, and that's the same way that I feel about Jerry Rice. Like, it's just, you didn't see him. Um, if you didn't see him, he was something else, man. He was putting on clinics. Um, yeah. And I think he was, he was probably the best to ever do it. And, you know, but that's up for, that's up for In, debate. Invented yards after the catch straight up dude they're just crispy routes they were just so they were so crispy and uh yeah he 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 was the man dude he was the man for sure well we might get more into that later but i would like to start with um cameron what did you what did you wake <laughs> up to this morning what was your, your morning routine <laughs> so uh first and foremost uh I, I, I wake up at, at 5 a.m. and uh, I usually don't almost look at, always to text from me always always because Henry's three three hours ahead so I I do this thing where I, I go outside and I I have my little VA drink and I do these little like meditations and I and then I go and I, I kind of start my, I kind of start my day um, anyway so I go to sit on this is kind of your discretion advised but I go to take a shit and uh, and I and I go and I sit there and I go oh okay hey here's my morning message from Henry I wonder what he's gonna be talking about today and I open my phone and what do I see dude I see a picture of Drake laying on a bed with his goddamn cock hanging out dude <laughs> The best part, and no explanation, no like what. And the very next message is, "Damn, Randall's episode has 152 plays already." I mean, I mean, I mean, dude, he literally—it's mean, just—it's just Drake's dick, and then right back to business, dude. Right back to business. Oh, here's here's the podcast news, man. I I literally set my phone down, man. I still, like I said, I had crust on my eyes. I'm getting ready to have this hellacious day, and and my boy here. Uh, sends me a picture of Drake's dick. So if so, if you guys are in need of a picture of Drake's dick, just make sure you hit up Henry or I because it's now on my phone. I'll, I'll gladly send it your way, <laughs> dude. Uh, I mean, if you haven't seen it, it's something to behold. I mean, Nash likes to talk about too much for one man. Let me tell you, um, I got in my boss's uh, truck the other day, and he's like, "I guess there's a video of Drake out there." With his dick hanging, like, does that make me gay if I want to see it? I was like, fuck no, I want to see it. And we never ended up seeing it. And then I looked it up this morning because the spirit moved me. And I was like, hmm, 
Well, <laughs> I sent it to my boss, and I was like, who else sent it to Cameron? <laughs> and then I just went about my day. And then I showed it to Nash, and he talked about it for the rest of the day. He told his girlfriend, he told his brother. He's like, God damn, I just keep thinking about Drake's dong. Wow. Good for him, man. Damn. <laughs> dude dude i mean i mean it is it is something to marvel at man but but my lord and and no it's not it's not gay and it might be it might be gay um but i had the same i had the same i had the same uh interest in it when i saw the memes about it and i was like you know what i'm not gonna look up drake's dick i was like i'm not gonna do it i made i made firm resolve to not do that and i was doing great and then and then you hit me with it so yeah that that's how i woke up today man it was it was it was hilarious though but but i i was trying to stay strong and no matter what um i ended up seeing drake's massive dick so now that we've driven off uh all the (laughs) listeners uh and we 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 could even drive off some more with this one because I don't know what he did, but I know people are mad at him as they are about everyone for everything. But um, we got to give an, a, a rest in peace to Toby Keith, yeah. and as one does when uh, you know someone dies. I've been mean, going through his discography, mm-hmm. and the man has bangers. Oh yeah, I mean just absolute bangers should have been a cowboy as good as i once was beer for my horses how do you like me now yeah i want to talk about me i love this bar i mean it, the list goes on dude red solo cup always of course a fun i mean i've been listening to some of it and i'm just like banger after banger after banger and um my boss told me that at his restaurant i love this bar he offered uh, a free meal and a beer to every veteran every day of yep. the year. Yeah, which is yeah. Uh, pretty fucking cool. Stand up guy, man. Uh, I I I don't see if if anybody has a problem with Toby Keith, and you have a problem with America, um, and and that's just seems to be you know the trendy thing to have a problem with. But he was he was a great songwriter, uh, stand up guy. Uh, the 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 old cancer got him and that's the saddest of all. I mean that, did you see the video of his last concert where he just looks all like emaciated and looks like a skeleton? I saw late pictures of him. He looked rough. Yeah. He looked rough, man. It it is a tragedy, but rest in peace to him. And kind of like this podcast, I love how I'm uh, relating our, our podcast to Toby Keith's magnificent songwriting, but it will last forever and people will always listen to it. So uh, I had many a nights listening to red solo cup, bro. Dude, how do you like me now? That is a ballad of like fuck my ex and look at me doing better. That's right. Or like I should have been a cowboy. Dude, that I is to ride. <laughs> I mean, dude, that is such a slap. Wear my six shooter, driving my pony on a cattle Cat drive. <laughs> Stealing them young girls' hearts. Um, just like Gene and Roy. Singing those campfire songs. You like that? Oh, there, man. Rest in peace, Toby Keith. <laughs> Lord, I should have been a cowboy. Oh, uh, what would, there was a line. There was a line from that or that like uh, I just kept repeating the other day. It got stuck in my head. Uh, I guess it was something with the Dixie Chicks. I'm trying to look it up right now. Was it the, was it the part where he's talking about putting boots in asses? No. Oh, 
Yeah. <laughs> this is prime time. This is prime time podcasting. All right, Keith I'm going to give you guys song. a play by play. We're, we're looking it up live and direct. <laughs> Keith songs. Uh, Jamie, Jamie, can you pull this up? Yeah. Nope. That one. Second link. Yeah. Perfect. Thank you. There we go. Keith song prompted an array of reactions. Courtesy of the red, white, and blue. Uh-huh. Written shortly after 9-11. You'll, you'll be sorry you mess with the U.S. of A. We'll put a boot in your ass the American way. Hell yeah, America. Key song, prominent array of reactions. One came from the chicks from Dallas, Texas. Lead singer Natalie Maines criticized Key song and his support of the Iraq war and President George W. Bush. Don't get me started, Maines told the Los Angeles Daily News. I hate it. It's ignorant, and it makes country music sound ignorant and targets an entire culture and not just the bad people who did bad things. You've got to have some tact. Anybody can write. We'll put a boot in your ass, but a lot of people agree with it. Kind of songs I prefer on the subject are like Bruce Springsteen's new song. Well, I got to say, get fucked. I don't remember anywhere in that song where he says all Muslims are bad. It's because he didn't say that, which is which is fantastic. And 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 while you're at it, there, Dixie Chicks from 2001. Um, I I got a bone to pick with you. I mean, I mean, I mean, that was one of those staple songs that was bringing the country together alongside Lee Greenwood's "God Bless the U.S. of A." I mean, I mean, what are we what are we doing, dude? I, I won't have any Toby Keith slander from the Dixie Chicks. All right, I won't. I I just can't have it, dude. And and that was a very hard time in this country. So that was a bad take. That's an ass take. The Dixie Chicks can get fucked. What do you say about that, Hen? He he's doing more research over there today. Yeah, I'm still I'm still poking around. I mean, I don't want to. Um, I don't know. I mean, who <laughs> rest cares? Of Toby Keith. You know, I I have stuff to say about it. I don't want to get all political. You mm-hmm. know, but. Here's my basic take, okay? okay? Okay. America is not perfect. We have our flaws, but we also you are afforded the right to complain about Toby Keith or the president or whoever you want. Um and there's some bullshit here. I without a doubt say there's some stupid ass shit we do, but we have it pretty fucking good if you look at a lot of other countries that are not doing so hot. So um, I'm not one of those. If you don't like it, you can get the fuck out. I think that we should be um, we should be asking for change on stuff we don't agree with and that's not being done well by our government and so on and so forth. But we also have the right to sit here on a podcast and say that George W. Bush can suck a dick or whoever else, whatever else we feel like because we live in America. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, in like China and places like that, the Internet is censored. You can't even look at a lot of shit because it doesn't exist. They're not allowed to. I mean, we have it pretty good is all I'm saying. So yeah. Tweedledee, Tweedledum, whatever. You know, know what, man? That 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 is, a, that is a great take. And you know what? I think it's important for, for the average Joe to be reminded of that. Because it seems like the trend to to just bitch and complain and bitch and complain. Oh, this place sucks ass, yada yada yada. And I'm I'm probably at the forefront of that because I live in California, but um, it still doesn't mean that I don't love America. And yeah, like you said, that's 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 something that people don't like to think about. Like, hey, there there are people in China who uh, uh, their internet is censored, and if they were on a podcast saying this type of stuff, they're going to go to prison. 
Their, like, like, their like, door would be kicked in. Yeah, yeah. They, they, the, the police are in route as you say it. Um, so, so have some gratitude. God bless the USA. Rest in peace, Toby Keith. And if you and, guys <laughs> go ahead, dude. No, you go. And if you guys couldn't tell, we are all over the place. Hen and I haven't sat down and chatted for a long time. So the theme yeah. of this episode is just free and be loose. Just free and loose. We're bullshit. And we've, we've talked about Drake's dick. We're talking about Kobe D. Kobe T. <laughs> Kobe D. <laughs> Toby Keith. <laughs> Rest in peace, Kobe D. Not even a fucking D in his name. What is going on, dude? <laughs> You're thinking about Drake's dick. I am, dude. Giving you extra D today. Dude, dude, I'm telling you what, man. I think the greatest part about that story still, dude, is hilarious. Nash sitting there admitting that all he could think about was Drake's dick all day. That's fantastic. Dude, he, uh, uh, He's getting off the phone. All right, babe. Hey, look up look up Drake's dick. You got to see it. All right, check it out. <laughs> but on the other side, what I can't handle, what I what I also don't approve of is the blind following of this is the best country in the world and everything's perfect and we don't never do nothing wrong and everything is good and it's exactly how it should be and we shouldn't question anything no i also think that line of thinking or speaking is bullshit because since we are awarded these freedoms to complain or talk about whatever we want we should use them to to make change and and uh make things better <laughs> I agree, but let's, let's end on that. I think that's enough on this semi-political shit. So we got to thank uh, our boy Dallas for coming on. Um, you premiered our first time asking our guest, uh, what, what would you tell someone who's struggling right now? And I absolutely loved his answer. He set the bar high and he just said, talk to a sober person. See why they're still sober. Yeah. And I, I love that, man. I, I love that because any, you know, sober person that I know would have plenty to say and would probably be able to paint a pretty good picture of how their life has improved. Mm -hmm. You know what, man? And it was a very uh, kind of off the cuff answer, but it was so perfect, like you said, uh, because if someone was to come up to me and they were struggling and asked me what what I why I'm still sober and and, and all that. I'd have a laundry list of things to tell him. You know what I mean? Like, so that, that it really is a great answer. I would, I would have plenty of, plenty of positives and, and, and great things to say about why it is that I'm, that I'm still sober. Right. Um, but, but dude, it comes back to that, that same old, you know, tried and true thing in the beginning, dude, you, you really, you really don't want to hear that type of shit. So I hope somebody heeds his advice because it's important. Go talk to somebody, hit up Henry. If you're out in West Virginia and you're struggling, hit me up. I'll, I'll talk to you. I'll tell you about how things once were and how they, how they are now. And, and I won't do it in a condescending way to try to make you feel bad. And I think that's, that's another important thing that I kind of wanted to highlight on that is you can sit here and be like, Oh shit, man, I, I used to be drunk all the time, but now, now I'm sober and my fucking life is great. And yours is complete shit. Um, you know, like, like you don't want to do that. And, and I think you got to do that with some grace. Does that make sense? Or am I sounding like a fucking complete clown here? No, no, that makes perfect sense because no one wants to be have the finger shook at him, but it's kind of like the att attraction rather than promotion. Like if you ask me, I'm going to tell you, yeah, man, life is good and it, it's so much better than it was before and here's why and so on and so forth. And I could paint a pretty attractive picture of, you know, what's waiting for you on the other side of uh, getting getting over that hump of addiction. 
Yeah, man. Yeah. And, and it's really that simple, but it all starts with, um, the people who are struggling, having the courage to, to even just have the conversation. So, so if you are one of those people and you did listen to Dallas's episode, reach out to somebody, just have the conversation, see why, because, you know, getting loaded and everything seems like a pretty good time. Right. But, but, but it seems like, you know, the people who are sober and have done the work and all that, they seem to be having a little bit of a better time and maybe you should pick their brain as to why that is. Yeah. The other thing that, that Kristen mentioned that she thought was, was uh, really cool. And it's something that we've talked about on here before. I think we actually talked about it on her episode, but um, feeling more like a finished product. That was one of the things I think that was kind of his answer to what he loved most about recovery. And, and, and that's what we talk about um, is this, this work that we do around ourselves and looking at ourselves and our character defects and trying to improve on them. And then we get to the way he put it was awesome. We get to present this more finished product to the world. And, um, Chris and I both thought that was pretty profound and pretty awesome. Yeah, man. And I, I, there's parts of that I like. And then the, uh, the other part that I don't like about that is, is I don't think we're ever finished products, right? I, I I honestly don't think that these character defects of mine are ever going to fully, fully go away. And, 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 you know, I, I haven't been sober for, you know, decades, so they, they might, they might. And, but I, I guess what I'm trying to say more of a finished product, more of a finished product. Yeah. I guess, I guess maybe I, maybe I, I misunderstood, but I, I think it is true. Yeah. From where you started to where I am now. Yeah. That makes sense. It is. That well, is you're, I get what you're saying. We're in recovery. We're not recovered ever, ever, ever. And I, and, and, and I'll be completely honest with you today. I had one of those drinking intrusive thoughts. You want to talk about recovery, right? I had one today. Just came in, hit me right in, hit me right in the heart too, because it felt so real, right? Like I should yeah. just, I should just drink today. I was like, dude, what the fuck? Like, you know what I mean? Like, I'm like sitting here in front of my computer, like, no, I'm more we're not doing that. Yeah. Like, 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 you know what I mean? But like, it gave me anxiety. And so, was it? Go ahead. Let's talk about it real quick. Was it um, a product <clears throat> of like this day's really stressful? I, I'm, I want to have a drink, or was uh, it just out of the blue completely, or? I think it was, I think it's like a culmination of things, dude. Like, you know, work's been, been wild, uh, the kids and, and life, you know what I mean? Um, and I think it's just kind of like the stress popped up and then my brain just spit that one out. Uh, you know, like I said, I'm not acting on that. I have no desire to drink. Um, it's not going to happen. Uh, but, but it, you know, here's another testament to it. Uh, things that Henry and I talk about all the time. Those thoughts happen, man. And and I I, I like to keep it real here. So I wanted to bring it up because it, dude, it it makes you feel kind of icky when they happen. Well, I love that you said that because it it illustrates a very important point for anybody you know in recovery, which is that when you have those thoughts, it's really important and helpful to tell someone. Yeah. Um, because we leave that inside and we let it fester long enough, it starts sounding like a good idea. Mm-hmm. And that addiction that we say is doing park up, park ups in the pushing lot, <laughs> uh, is, Hey, it, well, you know, cause if we did that, you know what I mean? It would, it would be super sick and like, it'd be so fun. And like, Oh, you probably, someone yeah. would probably give you like a thousand dollars and blah, 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 whatever. Bullshit, it comes up with that sounds pretty convincing. But when we say it 
out loud to somebody else, we take the power away, you know, and, and a problem cut in half, a problem shared is a problem cut in half. And what's beautiful about this is that we have something here on the list to, to, that we can check off that we've naturally come into, which is, uh, my friend posted a quote that was, if what was once a behavior is now just a thought, I'd say we're on the right track. I didn't even do that on purpose, to be honest with you. And and, and thank you. Thank you for uh, talking with me about it. And that, that was the reason why I brought it up today. When it, when it happened, I was like, okay, I'm going to bring this up on the pod because uh, I just think it's important, man. I, like I said, I, I'm coming up on six years of sobriety and these things, these things happen and it doesn't, I don't think it's an indicator of, Actually, I know it's not. I know it's not an indicator of my my recovery, you know, lapsing or, or or lacking anything. I mean, obviously things can change, but but it was just an intrusive thought, and I know that it was an intrusive thought with that by how yucky it felt. You know what I mean? It it caused anxiety. Now, if I was if I was actively trying to to go do that, um, I wouldn't have any fear behind it. Um, it wouldn't feel gross. I wouldn't start like panicking, like oh hey, why'd I have that thought? Um, <clears throat> but but we're good. You know what I mean? It was, I let it, I let it pass by and I, I did what we're supposed to do. Like you just said, and I sat here and I talked to you about it, bro. So, um, we're sober another day, but the, uh, the young devil tried to come and get me today. And you said not today, Satan. See you later, bud. I got too much going on. Well, and the other point that we had around this quote is, you know, we talked a couple episodes back about a buddy reaching out to us and saying, man, sometimes I think this or that. And this is the perfect response to that. Mm -hmm. Um, If if what if what was once a behavior is now just a thought, you're in pretty good shape. You know, um, we used to actually do it. Thinking about it is not a crime. Doing it is the problem. Mm -hmm. But if now it's just a thought, you know, it's it's uh, it's not too bad. Yeah, man. And, and, and thoughts are just thoughts and we can kind of hammer yeah. that home too. Right. Like, like that, that's not an indication of, of me, you know, wanting to drink. It's just, it's just a thought and it's a part of who I am. It's a part of who I'm always going to be. And, and I do, I do love that quote. Um, what once was a thought, um, what once was a behavior is it is now just a thought. I'd say we're on the right track. That's really powerful because, you know, years back, if I wanted to drink, I would just do it. Right. Right. I wouldn't even think about it. I don't care about the consequences. I don't, I don't give a fuck. I don't know. Don't anything. But now thought pops up and be like, Oh, okay. Yeah. We're not doing that. And I think that's a great, I think that's a great tie in. I got to give a little anecdote about the person who shared that. So his name is buddy. And when you see him at a meeting, he says, what's up buddy. And I always (laughs) think it's so funny. Like, you're calling me by your name. It's like me walking up to people and being like, what's up, Henry? You Dude, know, it's gotta be so weird. It's got to be so weird. <laughs> it's funny that he does. I just always like, and he's an awesome dude. Like he's super sweet, but it's so funny to me to think of like me walking up to people like, what's up, Henry? Like calling him by, or, <laughs> and sometimes I fuck with them. Like dad joke. I'm like, no, you're buddy, buddy. Like, yeah, I don't dude. know. It's stupid. It's so funny though. I well, do want to touch go I do want to touch back on something we mentioned before that. First of all, thank you for sharing that. I think that's important and um yeah. I I also think it's super important for people with more time like you to say stuff like that so that newcomers and people with less time go, "Oh, okay, if this dude with 6 years clean says stuff like that, then like, okay, maybe it's not so bad." 
Yeah. If he thinks about it, then it's not so bad that I think about it. Yeah. Yeah, man. And it's, 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 it's not giving the thoughts power, right? It's not. Mm-hmm. It, it, and, and then you remember wh- how far you've come and it's just, it's just recognizing it for what it is. It's just a harmless little blip that comes across your, 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 your movie screen during the day. The problem is, is that when it carries that much weight, like, Hey, the idea of drinking, it, it stands out opposed to the other thoughts that are coming across that movie screen of your consciousness. And, and for us, that's a big fucking deal when you sit there and be like, Oh, Hey, I should, I should, I should start drinking again. And then you can spiral out of fucking control. <laughs> um, yeah. be like, yeah. Hey, oh, well, what comes with that? Okay. Yeah. My wife divorces me. I don't see my kids. I'm back on the streets. I'm fucking, you know, I'm staring at Drake's dick. I mean, dude, it, the possibilities are endless. <laughs> I was waiting for the first Drake's dick callback. There will be day. more. Do oh. not concern. But I, I do want to touch on something else that we brushed over uh, where I said in recovery and not recovered, because I think that a lot of normies might not understand that. And I also think that people in recovery might not even understand that. Uh, so I think Breaking it down to the most basic form of why we're in recovery is because we are all one or two bad decisions away from being right the fuck back where we were. And it does not matter if you have 20 years, 30 years. I've heard a lot of stories about somebody with 20 years going back out and dying. Um, So any of us, the reason that we're in recovery is because it's a constant process It's constant work. It's not always as hard and it's not, I don't want it to sound daunting, but like we're in recovery because we never just wake up one day and we're just cured and we can just all of a sudden do whatever we want with no repercussions. It's always, we're always a few bad decisions away from fucking up our life again and or dying and or becoming homeless and so on and so forth. Yeah, man, <clears throat> it's a it's a very important principle that needs to be hammered in. And and I love that you brought up the normie thing, because when you when you even bring up something like that to somebody like I remember we had a we had a mutual buddy that I was like, yeah, you know, like if I ever if I ever like, you know, relapse drinking, you'd never you'd never drink again. You're you're good. You, you've beaten it. And I was yeah. like, I was like, I was like, it doesn't it doesn't work that way, dude. <laughs> I was like, it doesn't work. that It's never beaten. The monster is never slain. And, and that's the point that I like to tell myself. The monster is never slain. There, yeah. there, there is that I have a high affinity for the Jekyll and Hyde story, right? And it, it goes well and well with, uh, or hand in hand, shall I say, with the recovery community, because that's what it is. Did you uh, say well and well? I did, man. I mean, I mean, I mean, what was it? To, what was it? Was it? Was it? Dobie over there thinking about Drake's dong again, dude. dude <laughs> it's fried in my brain, dude. I'm not going to be able to fucking look at my wife tonight, dude. It's out of control. But but it's. <laughs> <laughs> but 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 hides hides never gone right he's inside yeah. me he's inside me so i i I'm, like you wish drake was dude you better fucking stop now dude. <laughs> you're the one who sent me the goddamn picture pal <laughs> i'm the one who had the resolve to not look up the guy's penis but but dude it's a uh, um it's an it's a it's a never ending battle. So yeah, we're we're never fully recovered, no matter how long. And I've seen it too, Hen, where you've seen people with that a massive amount of time. I'm trying to pull it together. Guys. Yeah, <laughs> okay, massive amount of time. Massive amount of time, and I've seen them. I've seen them do the same thing. 
to where, you know, they went out and they, they never come back and they either, you know, pass away or they, they go to prison or, or something like that. So don't ever get the idea that, that you're fully healed. Cause that's the biggest lie you've ever told yourself. Yeah. So there's that, uh, before we get, so Kristen was very taken by the Randall episode as many people were, and she had a couple notes, but before we get to that, we just, uh, we I don't know if you decoded this from the notes, but we just hit 18 year anniversary of Tell Me When to Go by E40 and Keek the Sneak. <laughs> Dude. And man, we didn't know how good we had it, brother. Oh, and I don't mean that song, which that was a fucking banger of all bangers, but just in general, I'm like, is this how all older generations feel about but it was simpler times, right? Like there's so much turmoil and shit going on now in the world and the country and life and all that, man, that was just good times. I'll tell you what. And I don't know. Do the West Virginia people know about that song? Dude, I'll tell you what. A lot of them do not listen to E40 hardly at all. So they probably know that song because it was so big. But when I'm like, Anything that's any more niche than that, no. You got to hit him with the the itchy itchy blop blop by Keek the Sneak and, and go 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 that far back, dude. Uh, no, <laughs> uh, no, uh, man that that was the universal um, get everybody together slap, dude. Um, what a fantastic song, dude! I've so many nights where we were just you know, smacked out of our minds, just gig into that damn song, dude. Um, and we're not trying to glorify getting loaded, but that was the time that we were in when this dropped. Um, yeah, that was, that was, was glorious. Oh, you know what? Yeah. I'm going to glorify it, dude. That was, we those talked were about of- fun, fun with problems, then just problems on the Randall episode. That was in fun. That and was fun. We're talking about 18 <laughs> fucking years ago. So yeah, dude, we were dude, well past that. At the that, end. that was fucking fun, that man. Fun. And, it's crazy to see how music has just gone completely to ass, at least rap, in my opinion. Yeah. You know, the funniest shit ever, man. It's funny that you're bringing this up because I did, wasn't able to decode that on the notes. I actually listened today. I had a yearning for Welcome to Atlanta, but with Ludacris, dude, I slapped it today while I was working. I was I was getting down, dude, like Welcome to Atlanta where the players play. Dude, I was, I was getting down. I mean, like, I was like, dude, why don't they make songs like this anymore? Like, this mumbling bullshit is just such ass. I mean, it's just so terrible, and I, I, I honestly can't stomach it. I can't. I don't listen to a lot of new rap at all unless it's like Kendrick or J. Cole or Lil Wayne. That's yeah, they're like it. the only real rappers left. Yeah. Like for real. Yeah, man. I'm saying we I shared it and I was like, man, we didn't know how good we had it. And a lot of old people like us commented on it and, and uh the nostalgia. It was good times, man. Those are the days. Burberry shirts and fucking uh stunner shades on at night. Actually, you'll like this. My uh, mom probably won't. But uh, for some filler in my uh, leg sleeve, I told Sutton we should put some little ecstasy pills in there. Oh, dude, that would be dope, dude. Maybe like a little quad stack purple Mac Dre's, dude. You know it, daddy. Dude, you got to get after that, dude. What, since, what was the first one you ever took since we're talking about this? Do you remember? You know, what's interesting, I was just thinking about it. <laughs> Now we're talking about, now we are glorifying it. (laughs) I remember, no, we're not glorifying. I remember, I absolutely remember the very specifically the first time I did Coke. Okay. 
Um, but I don't remember the very first time I did ecstasy, which it was a landmark event because I was afraid of it. <laughs> yeah. I was afraid a lot of us were. And also there was like a thing going around where somebody died. And let me just explain to you guys a little bit about addiction. I would pop an ecstasy pill in my mouth every time I would do it. I'd be like, well, hope I don't die tonight. Straight up. Literally. Just Straight say, up. literally say that to myself in my head. Or we would say it out loud like it was a joke. Like, that's addiction. Like, yep. knowing there's a possibility and you just fucking do it anyway because there was bad ones out there. Mm -hmm. But I don't. Do you remember your first one? I do, dude. It was a blue dolphin and I got it from mm -hmm. Shandal. I got it from Shandal and I was over Allegedly. there. Yeah, no, yeah, yeah. Shandle didn't give me any blue dolphins. I don't know what the fuck we're talking about. Uh, and then I, uh, I, I remember this night vividly, dude. And and our, one of our super fans, JB, was involved in this, and it was at Alex mm. Gorman's house. Anyways, I was at Shandle's. It starts kicking Ooh. in. I have, I have, uh, I have my girlfriend Molly pick me up. I go fucking bowling, and I'm. And they got all these crazy lights going on, and yes. I'm, I'm, dude. All of a sudden, I'm, I'm shaking my ass. I'm getting after it, dude. Oh, and <clears throat> and then I'm like, hey, dude. And I'm like, I'm like. <sighs> I'm like, she's like, what's wrong with you? I didn't tell her. I was like, nothing's wrong with me. Drop me off at this house. And she drops me off over at Gorman's, dude. And I remember this as clear as fucking day, dude. I sit on Gorman's counter and JB comes around with this mink coat. Yes. And, yes. He, goes, and he goes like this. He goes, he goes, what's up, man? And I'm like, I'm like, dude, I just took my first depot. And he's like, he's like, he's like, he's like well, my first is or something like that, dude. And he comes over and he goes, oh, I got you. And he comes over and he just sensually mm. rubs my face. Dude. <laughs> gives me i think he gave me like a piece of gum and and dude yeah i remember that night and then uh yeah yeah that was the first buddy, time i did it it was locked in chills bro. on my spine buddy. <laughs> you know what i'm talking about wow yeah him and jc god rest his soul yeah. uh were locked in with that fur line sweatshirt and every time we would do it they like just rub your face and it just like Oh, dude, those were those were some wild, wild we need times. To, we, yeah, need we need to stop. Simmer the fuck. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> you're like, stop. hey, I had a, I had a dream. I, I had a thought about drinking today. Hey, you want to go down memory road about how fucking awesome it was to get our face jacked off by uh, JB? Uh, the fuck? <laughs> 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 this is recovery, folks. <laughs> oh, oh boy. Yeah, dude, this is, sounds way too good to me. No, dude, you couldn't. You couldn't fucking. You wouldn't want to do that, did you? You, you can't fucking, get those. No, you get a fentanyl pill like and be we dead. Had anyway, no? that's true. That is true. I'm not saying I want to do it, but I just can. I can feel the feeling. Yeah, like as yeah. soon as you said went bowling, my brain was like neon lights. Oh, that's what it was. Going, like, yeah, dude, dude, it was wild. And then, like I said, I can see it clear as day, dude. JB coming around that fucking corner in, in Gorman's kitchen and just rubbing my fucking head. Dude, we had it out at Gorman's house. When his no, parents were out of town, the parties were legendary. Dude, those are some of the greatest times of my life, dude. So my girlfriend at the time, uh, Stephanie, she didn't like me doing ecstasy. And <laughs> dude, one I night- it. I love this episode, dude. <laughs> dude one night, uh, so I would like try not to, pretend not, whatever. Mm -hmm. And But uh, Tito had- uh, pills in his camelback so my way of not, not with like coke or something like okay. actual coca-cola yeah and so my way of not doing ecstasy that night was just drinking out of his freaking oh, backpack dude. constantly dude 
Dude, the one thing I fucking hated about that, uh, about that drug, dude, was that next day, dude, you literally felt like, oh. like, like your head just, like your brain just got oh. like ran through. Like, oh. I mean, just like, dude, you're just, uh, you haven't slept and just. Yeah, I mean, that's a great point. We couldn't handle an ecstasy hangover these days. Bro, I couldn't, couldn't do, even I couldn't, handle an alcohol hangover. Ecstasy would just be. Bro, I'd be in, I'd be in inherited jokes out here, dude. I'd have a mental fucking breakdown. Like people talk about like taking micro doses of shrooms and shit, dude. I'd go into psychosis, bro. Like I'm, I, there's no way I could do that shit again. No way in hell. There's no way in hell, bro. There's no way in hell. No way in hell. Ooh, doggy. All right. We got to get the fuck out of here, pal. Yeah, we do. Henry's got a fucking erection like Drake over there, dude. All right. Um, do you still have, uh, Kristen's note? I so, do. I do. So I wonder if it updated for you, but, um, so here's what she was talking about. She, uh, she said self-care and self-improvement can be scoffed at by many people. However, the lessons of recovery transcend the recovery community and can aid in the life of everyone at the core of recovery is self-improvement. And most of us, if not all of us could use a little help. If you take away the first a and ABA, it's just behavior awareness. Boom, which yeah. I love that. Yeah. I could steal the principles of this podcast and create something for normies because it applies to us all. So I love that. I mean, that's what we preach all the time. You yeah. know, it's just a program for living. Anyone could benefit and just behavior awareness. She's like, if if someone is doing these behaviors that's not an addict, like then they're just being an asshole, you know? Uh-huh. Um. So some of the things she she touched on was like feeling my emotions, how you deal with it, uh, holding anything in is never good, avoiding small uncomfortable situations create long term discomfort. Uh, I love that one, and I'm like, I don't know where she got that from that episode. Um, I mean, I believe her, but uh, that's one one of my favorite phrases I've heard before is avoiding the battle without causes a battle within so yeah that's what i thought of on that one yeah man i i love seeing her breakdown of it and like her interpretation of what is a traditionally a a you know addict alcoholic based behavior you know program uh she's she's right on point with you know holding anything is never holding anything in is never good i mean you know that that sounds so simple it sounds so simple, right? It, it sounds so simple, but like I said on the Randall episode, you know, you sit there and you you can, or at least just me, you can want to keep those little things in, right? Like even if it's just dealing with like that tough conversation, which goes to the next point that she said, like in an uncomfortable situation. Okay, I'm in an uncomfortable situation. Well, I'm just gonna hold this in and not say anything. And dude, it just it just spirals in this humongous snowball. And so I'm glad that she made that that connection, man. That's that's huge. That's huge on her. And I'm glad that the podcast is making her, uh, you know, think about this type of shit. That's what's cooler than that. Yeah, and I, I was really happy for the response to the Randall episode because he is so important to me, and I think he's so like prophetic. But I didn't know how that would translate to all of our listeners and stuff. And I think it translated really well. And and I mean, we got so much feedback on that. He set like a new record for spins in a week. So it was really cool. Um, the other thing that he talked about and that she touched on was he, he always said, your prayer team, your cheerleading squad. And she, she said, you know, you have people rooting for you like that you don't even know. And... um 
one of the things she said was, I, I think this is the reason why people post on social media about things that seem insignificant. They want to know who these people are. They need to hear from them to keep things going. Um, but what I love about the cheerleading squad and the prayer team that I just realized as as we were going through this is imagine a world where instead of people praying on your downfall, people are praying for you. And I think if you just take that and flip it on its head and fucking reframe it, just know that there are people out there who care, who are rooting for you, who are cheering for you. And I kind of made a joke to Randall about it. And he was like, I'm always on your, I'm on both. Um, and so instead of saying, man, people are out to get me, no one cares, everybody dip, 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 just flip it and know that there are, because there are people out there who want to see you succeed and want to see you do well. And, you know, his story was about someone he didn't even know that helped him get to the spot he was at, that had they not been there, he probably wouldn't be where he is today, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, but there are people out there that are fighting for you, advocating for you, or at, at least praying for you and and just hoping you succeed. And that's a pretty cool thought. <laughs> Absolutely, man. And, and once again, I'm going to just do these, these small breakdowns of kind of what she said from the Normie perspective. I think it's really great how she tied in the social media aspect. Uh, I think that's done subconsciously that they're actually seeking that type of praise, right? People are like, Hey, who is going to notice this post? Who, who is on my team? Because people don't actively go out and, and say those things like you just said, right? Like Henry, you know, I'm, I'm cheering you on, right? Like, because mm-hmm. we tell each other that. And when I, and people who are close to us, like we, we, we support sketch ad. I'm always trying to, um, you know, motivate the people that, that are on my team. But if you don't have people like that around in your life, you, what's the closest thing you have to it? Okay. Well, I'm going to post something on social media and hope, and then I'll see who, who really cares about me. And it's sad that it has to come to that fucking point that we're getting to likes and hearts to, to make you feel like somebody fucking loves and is on your team. But man, isn't it cool that one or a few people that always like, like when yeah. you share about a positive life thing, you're like, man, that motherfucker's always yep. like, and it comes back to this, man. The world is abundant. It's not a competition and it's not a fucking race. Everyone can win. Someone else winning doesn't make you lose. We want to see everyone win. So I'm that person. Like you say, oh, I got a new job today. I'm so excited. I'm fucking heart fucking machine gunning that some bitch because hell yeah, dude. Get your money. Get your job. I'm excited for you. If you're excited, I'm excited. Um, and and that goes back to something else I heard. Like People who put people down for things that they like is some of the lamest shit ever. Like, if someone's super stoked to go to an anime festival, then fucking good for them. And not that, you know, now I'm basically calling anime people dorks, but you get it. Um, (laughs) If that, if whatever it is you're into, if it makes you hype, I'm hype for you. Like, let's stop with this. Oh, you like that? That's weird. Fuck that. Like what you like. And if it makes you happy, I'm fucking happy for you. Hell yeah, dude. And, and you know what you are, um, it's one of your, your great characteristics that I admire about you. Um, you are a genuine hype man, bro. You are, and, and you, you're true to that. So podcast listeners, if you don't know Henry personally, um, if you're posting some stuff about you, you know, overcoming, overcoming something or making a big life change in a positive way, Henry is going to fucking hype your ass up and, and he means it too. So I, I think that's fantastic. And yeah, we shouldn't be judging people on anything. Like, you know, I could sit here, I'm, I'm a tattooed guy with fucking, you know, you know, 
permanent holes in my ears from gauging my ears. And I, I listen to, sometimes I listen to super satanic, you know, not satanic, but super hardcore fucking death metal. And, and, uh, you know, I can be, I can be misconstrued. Um, but dude, I, sometimes some nights here when the kids are asleep, I'm listening to fucking, you know, Gregorian chant and, and painting on a paint by numbers thing. And if someone thinks that's yeah. fucking lame, then you can eat my ass, dude. Like, I don't, I don't care. I don't care. You know what I mean? We all have our things that make us happy. Stop trying to steal people's fucking joy, man. Like what is wrong with you? What is wrong with you? Is your life that miserable that, Hey, somebody yeah. has something that they're, they found that they're passionate about. Let me shit on them. Like, 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 dude, when you say that out loud, like do fucking better, dude, that, that pisses me the fuck off. Leave that shit in 2023. We, we are, we are feeling good. We are, we are spreading positivity and we're happy to see our friends happy. That's right. Um, another one was like sticking with it. It can be hard to reach anything good, but just because it's hard doesn't mean it's not worth the struggle. Um, again, I'm, I'm like, I, I I don't remember where she got this specific one from, but um, you know I love that. I'm just reading through what some of the stuff she said. Um, comes from hard work mixed with a little luck. Uh, so yeah, this and 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 you know, um, Dallas said that too, and I I loved when he said. He said the thing I love about sobriety is that it's earned. So it's, it's, it's that much cooler because you can't fake it. You can't, it's not handed to you. No one else can do it for you. It's earned just like a body in the gym. And that goes with, uh, you know, anything worth having is worth working for. That's something super boss used to tell me all the time. Yeah. Well, the, the, it's best to heed anything that comes out of that man's mouth. Um, but it is, it's true, right? And I, I actually am sitting here struggling. I'm sitting here trying to play the episode back in my head. I don't know where she made that correlation either, but I'm glad that she made it. Um, that's yeah. an very, it's an very important, it's a very important point because yeah, you have to work for your sobriety. Uh, you have to work to get promoted in your job. You have to work to keep your house maintained. You have to work to build healthy relationships. None of these things just happen because you want them to. Um, you know, some things happen organically, and I and I, I've I've seen that personally in my life. But I think we can all get here and say like, oh, I think that's where she got it was uh, the uh, the Powerball stuff. Or, hey, oh. I'm going to um, – there we go. I made it. So, Kristen, Kristen, yep, yep. There you go. So, the Powerball stuff. Same thing. Like, oh, I'm going to buy the Powerball thing. I'm going to win them. I'm going to win the millions of dollars. Be like, oh, how many tickets did you buy? Oh, none. Well, what, yeah. what, what the fuck are you talking about? So, I, I see where she's coming from, dude. Yeah, we, we got to put in work and we got to have a little bit of faith and a little bit of luck too. Yeah, and – you know, Cam, I'm about to call us out because another thing we've been talking about and another quote that I love is that thing that you want is on the other side of that work that you don't want to do. Yeah. And that is we love doing this, right? We love doing the podcast, but we say, you know, this is this isn't work. This is fun. This is us having a conversation, talking about stuff we're passionate about. But the work is around the social media and the constant posting and the creating content and the video editing and all that stuff. That's the stuff we don't want to do. But to get to where we want to go, you know, that is the stuff that we're going to have to participate in. So yep. here it is, Rude Dude Live. We got to take a little bit of our own advice there. 
You know what, man? I'm glad you. I'm glad you put it on the pod because it's true. <clears throat> because it's true. We we've kind of we've kind of done that where it's like, oh hey, if 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 we don't say anything about it, it'll it'll magically just happen, kind of right? Like like I just kind of like pretend that it's been getting done and it hasn't been getting done. <laughs> um. So so yeah yeah. But but we we had a conversation about it and that's gonna that's gonna change this year. So so I'm excited about that. So we'll just do two more from from this, and then we'll kind of move on. But the other one she liked was learning from assholes. Um, sometimes in life you meet people, and at the very least you can learn that they, how they live and who they are is not what you want to be. Uh, that was a point of his. You know, you, you don't learn from the easy ones. You learn from the assholes. And I think that's a great, you know, if we talk about reframing again, like way to reframe it, like, what am I learning from this person? The way not to be can be a lesson, you know? So that's a cool one. And then the last one, of course, the most important and a huge staple of Randall Brown's uh, persona is trying is not about doing. Um, think about all the things you want and the things you're trying to do, but you're not actually doing. You want to be better, do better. Stop trying and take action. So you want your podcast to grow, get on your fucking social media and edit your fucking videos and put your content out there and get after it, pal. Yeah. Yeah. And that's really it. And you know what? That's a great tie into uh, kind of something I wanted to circle back on, on your solo episode. And even it, it works perfectly with this Randall thing. Uh, trying not doing is the same thing as when you said faith without works is dead. Yeah. Right. Mm -hmm. um, and, and, and I just wanted to elaborate on that and how that relates to recovery. Right. So, so when it comes to recovery, we have these, these, these principles, right? Like, Hey, we, we make our living amends. Uh, you know, we, we keep this spiritual program. Uh, we do the steps, we reach out to others. We, we live by example, attraction, but rather than promotion, uh, we go to meetings, we're in the community and all those things. Well, it's all fine and well to say that you do those things. Um, but are you actually doing it? Are you actually doing it? And 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 that is exactly what Kristen is saying, um, because those things fucking matter. Those things matter, dude. Like like you 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 lose all credibility in my in my opinion when you what the fuck? Um, sorry. Um, when you um when you just say you're going to do something and you're not actually doing it. So are we leading by proper example? I, I thought it was great that you brought that up, and that's kind of my interpretation of it. Yeah, and and he talked about that too. Uh, does the audio match the video? Yep. Um, yep. A, a number one, like a number one turn off for me, and I'm good off this person is like they talk all this shit about stuff they don't actually do. Like mm, we've talked about that before. I'm 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 good. I'm good on all that. <laughs> yeah, dude. Yeah, man. Well. <clears throat> Now that we're done with that part, um, there is something I wanted to bring up because I had a conversation uh, with my mom the other day. Uh, our One of her neighbors, um, his dad passed away, right? And, and, you know, my mom was bringing up the idea like, you know, hey, Tom's really sad, you know, and yada, yada, yada. And it got me to thinking about uh, just the principle of suffering, and how that is universal and how important it is for our own spiritual and, um, you know, mental growth, I guess the way I'll put it. Um, I am incredibly grateful for the suffering I have endured in my life. Without that, 
I would not be able to transform into the person that I am today. And what I mean by that, the greatest parallel I can think of is how do you know how to love more? Henry, that's a question for you. How do you know how to love more? Does that make sense? Mm, yeah, I'm just trying to think of. Uh, well, let me let me. I, I I got an answer because because I have been there because I have struggled and because love was freely given to me and it helped me a lot. So I know that there are problems and issues out there that I don't know about and mm -hmm. that people deserve, mm -hmm. uh, need love and compassion and uh, a little bit of grace. And I think that's a great answer. And I think, I think for me, another way that I spin it is <clears throat> when you think about suffering in this context, when you lose somebody that you love deeply and they pass away, right? And you see the finite time that we're given on this earth, right? In your suffering, you miss that person and you, you, it hurts so fucking bad. But what do you do when you wake up from that, from that pain, that suffering, and you look around and you see the people who are still with you, who are who you love, mm -hmm. you actually can transform that into being a more loving person. It helps you to love deeper. And the point I'm trying to make is, is that the darkest times of your life are, are, are an important lesson for you. And it's, if you can turn it on its head properly, that suffering is actually a blessing. Those darkest moments in your life are a lesson for you to be learned um, and for you to change it in a certain way, right? There's a, there's a great Catholic Christian saying like, take, pick up your cross, take up your cross. Yeah, are you carrying that cross with grace? Like if you're suffering financially, hey, what can I learn from this fucking trial right now, right? Where am I where are my shortcomings? If somebody died, okay, well hey, you know what? I still have these people in my life. I'm going to love them harder. Right. I'm, I, uh, Hey, I, I, I did this. I was in that dark place. I'm not going to do that anymore. I've learned from that suffering and it's something I'm very passionate about. And I think that we can, we can get stuck in this, this social media kind of fucking rigmarole where everybody needs to be happy and, and suffering isn't anything and, and all this shit. But I think it's just very important for you to try to turn it on its head. It doesn't mean that it doesn't hurt. It doesn't mean that it didn't suck, but there are positives on the other side of it. Yeah, I I love that. And I mean, I think the simplest the simplest um way to execute that point, we wouldn't be sitting here doing this podcast right now if you and I had not suffered. Exactly. 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 And you can find the gratitude for it, right? Like if yeah. it wasn't for those dark times, Henry, you're not in West Virginia. Henry, you're not engaged. Henry, you, you know what I mean? Like, like all these things, you're not driving a Raptor. We're not watching Nash do van waves. We're not doing any of those things if that suffering didn't happen. Right. So yeah. if you can see that from that perspective, I'm grateful for it. Was it, was it terrible? Fuck yeah, it was. Fuck yeah. It sucked ass. It sucked ass. But guess what? Without it, I'm not here today. I'm not here today. Yeah, and I think that's an interesting question that people ask sometimes, which is, if you could take it all back, if you could go back and change something, would you? I wouldn't. And, you know, I wouldn't either. The only reason I'm not quick to say I wouldn't is that I wish I wouldn't have to hurt some of the people that I did. And, you know, there's some bad things I did that I wish I never did. But generally, if you said, would you take away this whole experience and all the bad shit and, and 
be in a completely different spot if you could, I wouldn't. I wouldn't. Like I'm where I'm where I am today because of where I was before. And um I love who I am today. Imagine I didn't go through recovery and I was still this like egotistical but also uh insecure, you know, person who uh just floats along through life. I, I don't know. I'm I'm grateful for where I am today. I, I'm I'm I agree with you. Like yeah. everything that I've been through brought me where I am today and I'm grateful for that. And, that's- and losing people does make you appreciate Dude, actually, this is perfect. I went to that Sublime cover band concert the other night. Mm-hmm. And, dude, there was like five, six of my really close friends and Kristen there. And the overwhelming feeling was just, God, how fucking cool is this? N- not the show itself, not the venue, not the night. It Just that I'm here with my friends, with people that I love. I'm so happy to be spending time having a great experience with these fucking people that I fucking love that are very important to me. And that was the biggest thing for me. It wasn't the show itself, which was awesome. It was fun, whatever. But it was just spending that quality time with with the people that I love meant so much to me, especially because three years ago, my buddy Dustin was at that same show with that same band with me and he, he wasn't there this time. So it made me fucking appreciate being there with them a hundred percent more than I would have had I not had that loss, you know? See, just proved my point, right? Just Mm -hmm. proved my point. So, so long story short, um, you know, be grateful for that suffering, right? <clears throat> be grateful for it because it, it molded you into who you are today. And that's a great example of, 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 Hey, I was here three years ago with somebody who's no longer here, but look at the people who are here right now. And I love these fucking people and I'm going to love the shit out of them. And I think that's the most beautiful thing ever, dude. That's awesome. Yes, sir. So yeah, that was a good one. Um, I didn't want to get all dark with it. I'm sorry if I got all dark. It's just, it's just, I think it's an important thing and I think we can kind of cower away from that. Right. And I think it's, I think it's something to be cherished or, or we can, you know, get stuck in this poor me, woe is me shit. Yeah. And you know, I love this, I guess this episode, maybe it should be reframing because we're doing a lot of reframing. We are. Reframe that fucking poor me, sad bullshit into what can I learn from this? What is this teaching me? What can I do better? Um, and this is what we talk about when we talked about honoring people's memory. So what would Dustin do? Dustin would call everybody and be like, yo, come to the fucking show, man. Let's do this. So what, that's what I did. I, I, I invited a bunch of people. Not all of them came, but I made sure because even you know what else that I think about is even the people that I invited that didn't come, you know, they feel fucking good that somebody said, hey, man, I we're doing this and I want you there. Absolutely. So even just inviting people and, and I have to remind myself that sometimes I'll be like, oh, they can't come. They have a girlfriend. They have a baby, whatever. Invite them invite them because it matters to people to be invited. And I remember when I had a kid very young and I felt like the phone stopped ringing and I get it now because I do it sometimes. Oh, they got a newborn baby. They can't come. But just to know that they're invited and just to know that you're thinking about them is important. So invite those people that 
never come anyway, just to let them know you're thinking about them. I think that's important too. Dude, that's a great fucking point, dude. That's fantastic because you know what, man? Hey, you know what? If you would have made that, that, that sort of, you know, uh, they're not going to come anyways. Who knows, man? They might have found a babysitter that day. You might have made their week. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? And if you didn't invite them, then, hey, they never would have even came. And then they would have just saw on social media and been like, fuck, I probably could have went to that. Why didn't Henry invite me? You know? Well, <laughs> and my buddy Ben, uh, he was a late ad. Uh, we were already we were already there playing pool. It was like, you know, nine o'clock or something. And my first instinct was, well, he won't come. It's fucking nine o'clock. He's already, you know, he's probably in bed, whatever. But I texted him. I was like, hey, bro, come up here. We're up here going to see this show. And he was like, cool, dude, I'll be up there. And he came through and it was a great reminder for me to like, just because you fucking think they can't come or you wouldn't come if someone texted you at this hour. Doesn't <laughs> That's mean what it is. Drop, yeah, dude, you text me at nine. Like it's a hard pass. No Bro, I'm dead ass asleep. What. Yeah. It's like, hey, Drake's dong's going to be out here downtown. Like, no, bud, I'm in bed. I'm no, bro, you're bed. walking downtown to go see that, bro. <laughs> I'm sprinting, pal. Get it right. <laughs> But that's a that's a great that's a great point, dude. That's great. Um, are I we going to shout out Young Naviki? Yeah, I think we are. Um, I'm going to pass on this. I'm going to carry this one over. Um, yeah, I, I got one I passed on too. Yeah, we'll get it going. But um, you know we're going to get going on football. Yeah, yeah. So, um, quick rude dude update. Uh, our editor and producer uh, Michael Naviki is moving to North Carolina. Um, and apparently, so, computers don't work in Carolina. I'm not bitter about it. No, no he he had to uh, he had to he had to get rid of some stuff so he can make the trip. He's driving all the way across, so the, the computer had to go. Um, oh, he has okay. yeah yeah. It's not just it's not just that he has informed me that he would like to come back when he when he buys a new computer. So we'll Dude, see. This whole time I've been like. Bro, they have the fucking internet in North Carolina. <laughs> what is this man talking about? You're like, why are you quitting on us, you fucking asshole? No. Hey, uh, I can't do this job I've been doing remotely from somewhere else remotely. <laughs> I should have told you that. I'm so sorry. Um, anyways, uh, so I just wanted to just wanted to take a, a quick moment to thank him for all of his hard work. Um, I've known Michael for a very long time. He's like a younger brother to me. Um, he helped us elevate this this podcast um you know to to a new level with his editing um you know he he got the song put up he, he's helped us with his nice fancy fade-ins and paid outs um he's taught me a lot um he's taught henry a lot he's he's been very instrumental and i just want to say michael thank you for everything you did for rude dude and hopefully one day you come back yeah we would not be at the level that we're at with the sound and and the mute intro and all the stuff that we have uh without him so definitely shout out michael thank you for helping us the way you have and getting us to where we're at and uh for no I'll, money i'll say it i'll <laughs> for basically no money i'll say it right now dude standing invite the anytime he's ready to come back he is welcome he is he is an, a founding member of the rude gang yeah yeah I, I think if he comes back and and hits me up and says hey i'm i'm ready to get back to editing then i i i don't see any reason why we wouldn't do it so this is a great segue into um cameron will be doing the audio editing so um prepare your anuses um we don't know what that's going to look like we don't know what that's going to sound like um i do know my partner's going to find a bunch of discrepancies and get on my ass about it but that's okay because he wants us to be the best that we can be um 
I think that we um, I, uh, we're gonna try. I'm gonna try. If I can't do it um, successfully, um, Henry will take it over, and I'll take over video. We we've had a conversation. There goes so. that motherfucking trying word. That's true. We're gonna dude. do. We're, we're gonna, gonna do. do. We're gonna do. We so yeah. It. Yeah, hey, yeah. Michael set me up with the with the file and everything like that. So we'll see. But yeah, you guys are in for that. Um, Michael will no longer be editing. Yeah. So grant us some grace. And I gotta ask you, Cam, mm-hmm. what lubes your gears? Dude, this is a very this is a very uh thirty five thirty six year old take. You ready? I got okay. two kids. You uh-huh. know what, you know what lubes my gears yeah. is when my kids go to sleep earlier than they were Ooh. supposed to. Ooh. It's it's fantastic. It gives me a chance yeah. to possibly try to get some ass. Like like, dude, it's it's real. It's real. It's 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 it's, it's like like that's the only window I have. Because um, by the time the kids go to sleep, like I I I'm like I'm so tired that like I get my thirty minutes and then like my 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 seven o'clock bedtime's coming up. So I I I got a short window. So when they fall asleep early, like like that 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 really uh that really lubes me up dude like like something serious <laughs> i thought you were gonna go with like because it you know peace and quiet relaxation you know all that but no you went straight for the uh yeah all but, right dude you set the tone with drake's dick dude the vibes the vibes are the vibes are there i mean the kids going to bed early like sometimes kristen will be like Lyndon, it's time for bed and i look over it's like 6 15 i'm like oh like yeah, that see, huh? yeah, see all right it's yeah, a plan dude yeah so see i'm not crazy um what lose your gears bro god i got a bunch here um but we don't necessarily need to do all of them but let me do a semi well you know <clears throat> Maybe I won't start with the deep one. You know what I fucking love? The unsubscribe button on annoying ass fucking emails yes. that dude, I this is perfect. I got one today. I got an email today from the Brooklyn Nets. When the fuck what? did I ever subscribe <laughs> to the Brooklyn nets email list never have i ever i'm a warriors fan i could be conceived as a king's fan but never have i ever said hey put me on a list for the goddamn brooklyn fucking nets dude dude so the unsubscribe button was smashed today that's fantastic yeah you know i i always forget to do that and then i just get mad about it and then i just close my email um so Dude, so my i got a little pastime like when i get a notification about some email from some fuck that i don't want i'm like <laughs> bam straight to it you scroll all the way to the bottom it's right there you click on it sometimes they do some tricky bullshit they take you to the website and then they make the button like confusing for not intelligent people so where you <laughs> press the button that like makes you still subscribed yeah. but uh yeah yeah so so there's that and then this one this one I know you're gonna agree with me because I'm gonna I gotta say you're some something of a connoisseur, but selecting the right gif. Yes. Yes. I mean, how yes. when you get the one yes. that just yes. really conveys what you the emotion, yes. it is like, oh 
Oh, there's nothing better. Dude, dude, dude. I actually agree with that a wholeheartedly. Like, dude, I, I take that, I take that about as seriously as I take like, you know, like my actual like existence. Like when I, when I'm looking for a gift, dude, I got to find the right one. It has to convey exactly what I'm trying to say. It's got to have a little humor and I got to find it. It's got to be perfect, dude. You should see me at work, dude. My, my like teams meetings, dude. I mean, I'm like gift central, dude. I find the perfect ones. I, everybody laughs. They give me a little smile emoji because I'm so fucking hilarious. It's, it's the greatest thing in the world. Dude, so dude yeah, I, I agree wholeheartedly. I'll put it on the pod. You're an excellent giffer. I Thanks, mean, dude. you just are. Thanks, Thanks dude. Thanks, and man. and if you want to this segue into grinding gears, how about when you can't when you know a specific one that you want, you're like, oh, I need this one, and you can't find it. That's, That's the worst. That's terrible. You That's- got one in mind, or you can't find one that conveys what you're trying to say. Yeah, yeah, and you get all those like stock ones that just that they, they're just not good. They're just not good. You yeah. got to pick those things like you're picking like a, you know, like a ripe tomato in the garden. I was gonna say a fine wine, but we already had our fucking you know ecstasy fucking yeah. withdrawal fucking part, and so I'm not gonna say that, that. today. <laughs> All right, and this segment was born uh, from the Jeremy episode, which I'll say it one more time was fucking fantastic. Yeah. And if you didn't listen, go listen. Please do. But uh, because he took our segment and he made it better, because uh, well, you know what? I don't want to say he made it better, but he 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 added added uh, an improved um, segment to our segment. And instead of being a grumpy old bastard, you could sometimes be positive. But you know what? I like being a grumpy bastard sometimes. It's funny. It's fun. We get it off our chest. We move on. But uh, this here's one, you know, that's uh, kind of goes along with the theme of how Jeremy did his that I, I really love. And, you know, that's people listening to the other side of an argument and possibly changing their stance because they realize they were wrong. Yes. So. Like, let's not hate on a person. Oh, well, you you used to say this, you used to think this, because there is this thing that can happen where you take in new information and you go, you know what? I was fucking wrong. I've done that on many things. Um, and I forget, I was listening to something and, you know, there's this, and a lot of it's this online shit, but there's this era we're in this era of like i have my stance this is what i believe it does not matter the information that you present to me i don't want to hear it actually i do know what it was and uh we're gonna have to tiptoe around this because it's such a fucking hot button thing dude are you going there but i listened to this um podcast that was uh taught it was called the witch trials of jk rowling he is going there I am. And uh you know, I don't want to I don't want to take a huge stance on it, but the simplest form is that we should be able to have a conversation around these issues we have. And let me start by saying I believe anyone should be whatever they want to be. And we we've said that before and we'll say it again. I I want you to be your true self. Just like I want you to be happy in an anime concert, if you feel that you were born a male but want to be a female, fine, be that. What I don't accept is that, um, I mean, like, here's the best example of it. They said, what you're doing, when she said what she said, which was basically they felt derogatory towards trans people, um, and they said, you're putting trans lives in in danger, 
and I hope you choke on my fat cock and I will murder your turf ass, which turf is a derogatory term they made up for people who are mean to trans. But anyway, combating you're putting trans lives in danger with literal death threats, which is actually what they're doing. So saying you're putting people in danger and I will kill you for that. That just doesn't make any sense to me. Um, So I think we should be able to have conversations and, you know, it was very clear to me from that series that I listened to. And I'll say it again. It was called the witch trials of JK Rowling. And it's the the person leading the show does not make she does not take a side. She's just getting all the information. And um, if you like like investigative journalism, it's an incredible piece, and it allows her to give her side. And she is not anti-trans. Yeah. She just there are some things, and she got to explain why she felt that some of this <laughs> stuff was dangerous um, for for women. Because, you know, women have, I don't think I want to get into this, but it's very interesting. Um, But what lubes my gears is being able to have conversations and people being able to hear someone else's side. And if you hear something you like, possibly being able to change your opinion and say, maybe I was wrong. I get where you're coming from. Yeah. You know what, man? Um, That is a lost skill in today's society. Um, it, it's, it's unfortunate that people can't, um, you know, hear things that are the truth or they can't acknowledge somebody else's opinion without getting offended by it. Um, I recently just saw this now I will go back to it. Uh, the Sacramento Bee out here <laughs> posted something about, you know, uh, an in and out restaurant closing and, and a few other businesses out here because of the crime rate, right? So I am moving out of California in 2025. So the first of 2025, I'm leaving. I'm going to Idaho. I'm going to Meridian. Um, and what happened is, is I posted, hey, man, I, I can't wait to get out of here. Um, this state is just out of control lately, which is a factual statement. Um, and dude, I got absolutely bum rushed and attacked by internet trolls calling me a maggot take all your Trumpers with you, like, like all of these, like very angry people. And I literally, I, I met them with charity though, dude, I, I responded with charity. I said, I said, can you please give me an explanation as to where in my post I stated anything about my move to Idaho being politically motivated. And one guy gave me complete crickets. The next guy gave me some other stuff. And I roasted one guy so passive aggressively and so kindly that he ended up actually deleting his comment. Um, oh, the, the, the point I'm trying to get across is, is that we're so quick to judge people and we're so quick to not actually have a conversation. These people don't. You don't know me. Do you know who the fuck I am? And, and you're going to come in here and talk to me like, you know me. who I am since I'm moving out of California. I deep throat fucking Donald Trump's dick. Like, <laughs> like, 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 that's what that means. If you write that on the internet, that's what I mean. I think Donald Trump is a clown, dude. Like you don't fucking know me. Like I think Biden's an ass clown too. I, I, I don't like any of them. Like what? You don't know me. And, and I think oh, I've heard one five word sentence from you. I know everything about your political <laughs> leanings and so on and so you forth. are a racist and you hate trans people. But yeah, no, we're that that conversation that you're trying to have with the JK Rowling thing. That's a, that's something that maybe we can have a show topic about because I have some thoughts about it, too. And I think we can I think we can do it in a charitable way. Well, we have Cassidy 
next week. And she is a huge LGBTQA advocate. Okay. Um, and I was thinking we could possibly dip our toes in that water because Let's let me that. tell you why too. Because I want I have I want to do research. I want to know yeah. the other side. I want to know because I know my opinion. I know some of the opinions of people that I've heard, but I would also like to know these things that I think whatever about. What is the other side of the argument? What what does the other side say? Why is it hurtful? Why is it dangerous? And you know, there are there there's absolutely truth to the fact that a lot of things that people say are dangerous for you know, young children, because kids kill themselves over this stuff. So I know it's there. Um, But again, you know, this is the whole thing with left and right is more people are in the middle than what they would have us believe. What they'd have us believe is that we're way over here on the left and we're way over here on the right and we're fighting because we don't agree. More people are in the middle but we're demonizing each other and oh well if you say anything you're a trans basher and you hate trans people no that's absolutely not true correct i have zero problem with trans people but we have to have a conversation around you know how we talk about it and what everyone's responsibility is around it and and what's dangerous and what's just a conversation so we can all understand each other better yes. and we can meet in the middle on this Yep. Well, I think I think that'd be a great idea. If she's up to it, I'd love to have that conversation. I'd love to have it. I'm sure she will, but she might give us the fucking business, pal. No, dude. Um, Cassidy don't play. Well, neither does the Kreeran, dude. So um, <laughs> we'll, we'll see. I'm not trying to argue with one of our guests, but I, I, I'd like to, I'd like to pick her brain on on a few things. So sometimes my little friend Kristen eavesdrops from the top of the stairs. Okay. And she texted me and said, wedding expenses grind your gears. <laughs> oh, dude, that well, you don't got enough time for that on this episode. That, dude. The, it's the, the biggest fucking scam in the world. For your people to stand in our building, we're not giving you tables. We're not giving you food. Nope. We're not even fucking giving you plates or chairs nope. or decorations. We're not giving you nope. flowers or a fucking cake. But nope. just to stand there for a day. Nope. Is eight thousand yep. fucking dollars. Yep. Yep. I warned you. I warned you. you can suck a Drake sock <laughs> from the back. From that. Uh, hey, dude. The, the crazy thing is that with 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 Drake's length, dude, he could reach all the way to the back there, dude. <laughs> we need a counter. We need a Drake dick counter. Yeah, that, so. that's unbelievable. All right, let's get to our Super Bowl predictions to get the fuck out of here. So I will. Uh, stroke you off here with this. You did a fantastic job by calling the 49ers making it to the Super Bowl. You called that at the beginning of this football season. Um, I mean, it's not an outlandish take considering what the roster was and is. Um, but I want to I want to give you your your props. Your boys made it. They made it. Now, here is where I have um, the biggest internal dilemma of my entire life. OK, I hate the Chiefs. I yeah. hate the Chiefs. I am an a, I am a Raiders fan. They are in the AFC West. I hate the fucking Chiefs. Um, 
but I also can't stand 49ers or their fans. I, you're, you're tolerable. Um, but, I, but I just can't stand them. I, I hate them. I, 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 you bug me. It's car flag nation out here. They're everywhere. I can't stand it. Now, who do I root for? It's like literally voting for t- both sides of the dark side, dude. And I literally feel I'm going to have to say this. like a presidential election where Donald Trump and Joe Biden are the only options. Dude, that is the greatest <laughs> fucking correlation ever made, dude. It's exactly that. And what I got to say here is I actually okay. am going to root for the 49ers. Let's go. I have I have to do it. I can't I can't have Travis Kelsey and Patrick Mahomes winning another Super Bowl. I can't do it. I think Brock Purdy's a great story. Um I hope he can pull it off. Dude, so first of all, how painful is it for you as a Raiders fan to have your two end zones painted Chiefs and 49ers? I mean, that is wild. Dude, dude. It's the Couldn't worst. Couldn't be worse. It, it, is it there almost, a worse two teams there could be? No, it's not, dude. There's not at all. And the fact that they're like uh, Mark Davis let the Chiefs use their like super supreme fucking practice facility and shit. And like the Niners and the are Niners out there, get uh, UNLV dog need, shit. Yeah, yeah. Like, what is that? Why are we pandering to the Chiefs? Like, what are we yeah. what are we doing, dude? This is what I don't get. Like Mahomes is going to have plenty more opportunities to win a Super Bowl. We're going to be watching him do it for another fucking 20 years, unfortunately. So do we have to give him all the calls? Okay, so as soon as the Niners won that Lions game, I just sat there in silence, and Kristen goes, baby, you're going to the Super Bowl. Aren't you excited? How do you feel? (laughs) I was already tilted about these bullshit-ass fucking calls they're going to give to Mahomes and the Chiefs. We're playing, I guarantee you, jot this down. Well, you're going to be, you've already seen it at this point. They're going to fucking cheat for the Chiefs. And here's, all I want is a fair fight. All I want is a fair fight. If we lose and it's not because of the refs, it's because the Chiefs beat us, that's fine. I can deal with that. And here's here's my take. I think the 49ers have the better all-around team. They do. The Chiefs have a great defense. Their offense has been trash all season. However, they have the X factor that is Patrick Mahomes and along with him, his pal, Travis Kelsey. Patrick Mahomes is a gamer. He's a fucking... He's a playmaker, um, and 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 he he put his back against the wall. He's going to come out shooting every fucking time. So, no matter what his fucking team looks like, which to be honest, they besides the defense, the offense looked like shit all fucking year. And here's this dickhead is in the fucking Super Bowl. But uh, I'm just I'm already pissed. I'm pissed. I just want a fair fight. That's all I want. I want a fair fight. And um, furthermore. I lost it. You go. Okay. Yeah. No. Those are those are valid concerns. Um. I, I. I. want to. As I'm watching the game, I'm intrigued to see how many holding calls are not called. Uh. Oh, so. uh straight up. Straight up. They. They, they did, did it to Max. To Max Crosby. Like, dude. Like all season, man. Oh, yeah. Like, like he's literally getting his head twerked back around. Like we're watching the fucking Exorcist. And and not a, not a call at all, dude. At at all costs, Pat Mahomes cannot be touched, man. Um, Did you see the picture that's going around? It's a still photo, and in the picture, one Chiefs lineman has illegal. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. The other one is bear hugging. I forget what team it is, but it's two penalties, clear as day, and and nothing. And course. it probably resulted in like a you know a touchdown to Travis Kelsey or something. It like was that. a touchdown. Of course, it, it actually was. was on a touchdown to Travis Kelsey. Of course, it was. Of course, it was. So, um. I won't be surprised if anything like that happens. We know the conspiracy theory. I just wonder how far they're going to go. Uh, dude, 
the thing is, is I really think they're going to lose a lot of the fans. I think people are, if, if it's blatant, if it's so blatant, I really think a lot of people are going to be like, yo, what the fuck? They're not going to stop watching football though. No, I'm not either. I want to, but I'm not. Yeah. See, that's, that's the point I'm making is, is they're going to have like these conspiracy theories. Oh, script writers, yada, yada, yada. They wanted the Chiefs to win. They wanted Taylor Swift underneath the confetti, which is all a part of the master plan. Um, that that's, I'm afraid that's the biggest that's thing we're fighting is, I mean, they want Taylor Swift on that field celebrating after the game. Dude, dude, do you see the amount of money that she's already pulled in for the Chiefs in the NFL? It's like yeah. $373 million since she made her appearances. Yeah, in which like, I don't know how they quantify that. but Me either, but but you, sure. get, you get what I'm saying. You get what I'm saying. Um, I hope that the I hope that the Niners kick it kick their ass. Um, you guys have a good enough linebacking core to cover Kelsey. So can somebody please just cover him because he magically just fucking doesn't get covered. And I dude, don't understand. I don't. I don't. I don't. I don't. I don't understand, dude. They have no receivers on their team. Like put put your best DB on receive on on Rice. Um, if they're not running the ball, triple cover fucking Kelsey and somebody break Mahomes' legs in half. Dude, just, <laughs> dude. just make it happen. But cover Travis Kelsey. He is going Watching to imp- him catch oh. pass after pass. I'm like, dude, what? It's a, it's okay, like if you're playing thing, a zone, then play like a box and one. Play, assign someone to him. Like, how does he keep getting the fuck? He's the favorite target. He's the best player on their team. He's <laughs> the only good receiver they have. <laughs> But no, let's let's give him five yards of separation. Like he, it's not like he's the fucking fat. He's not Tyreek Hill. No, he's a big fucking oaf. Press he's his good. ass. I'm not taking away from him, but like he's not that fucking fast that you can't put a guy on him to to lock him down. Yeah, dude. And I I've 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 been fucking perplexed as to why NFL teams cannot cover Travis Kelsey. He's not like you said, dude. It's not like we're fucking dealing with Deion Sanders out there, or, or it's not like we're not seeing he's not hitting like Ocho Cinco routes. Like what are we what are we doing? Yeah. So so if you guys can do that, I think you win the game. But I think um, you know, I have tons of faith in Kyle Shanahan. He's an awesome coach. And I hope he worked with uh our defensive coordinator whose name's escaping me right now. Um and made a plan and, and made a fucking plan for that. Obviously they did, but uh you know, another thing that I gotta take a stand on. Run the ball is all I can say. Please, yeah. For the oh, love I'm, of God, I think one of my biggest bets, and we'll revisit this. Obviously, is going to be uh, Christian McCaffrey rushing attempts because the Chiefs' secondary is awesome. Their run run D is not. It's like I think it's bottom five, and obviously Christian McCaffrey is a motherfucking monster and yes. probably should have been the MVP. One so I think we're going to run the fucking dick off him. We are going to run Drake size. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, what I will not stand for, I won't, the Brock Purdy slander. I mean, it's fucking absurd. This guy is the last pick in the draft. He should have never, he should have never, he should have never started an NFL game in his life. No, I don't know the stats on this, but I doubt that any quarterback ever picked very last in the draft has maybe even ever thrown a pass, let alone start, got the starting job and took his team to the Super Bowl. I mean, what are we doing here? Like, is he the greatest thing since sliced bread? No. Is he Patrick Mahomes? No. Is he fucking the most incredible? No. But look at what he's doing. And what I also don't get, America loves an underdog story, right? Oh, the Cinderella story. 
why not this one? Why, why do, what's with the Brock Purdy slander? Like he's doing a great fucking job and all the arguments they have. Oh, he's got great people on his team. Every fucking MVP quarterback had incredible people on their yeah, team. Like yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, it, it's ridiculous. I, I don't know what the deal is with that. I, I, I think it might be the draft position, but I don't understand it either. And I, I, I think Cam Newton and all these clowns coming out saying he's a system quarterback. Well, hey, what the fuck is wrong with that, dude? He's efficiently running the system. And guess what? His team is in the Super Bowl. Um, and, and, and it's not like we're, if you want to talk about system quarterbacks that were insufferable, we can talk about fucking Tom Brady. Back in his, back in his other days, it was dink and dunk and fucking yards after catch. And he would fucking eviscerate everybody. Yeah. And then he'd hit Gronk for a fucking touchdown and they'd, they'd beat your ass to death. It was all a system. So, so if you want to sit here and tell me that, hey, a system quarterback is a bad thing, well, you got to go answer to fucking who Tom Brady was straight straight up. So I don't understand it either. I think it's ignorant. I think it's just clickbaity for these fucking talking heads, dude. Yeah. That's all it is. That's all it is. And everybody wants to gargle fucking Mahomes. I know Chris Collinsworth is foaming at the fucking mouth right now. God. So. I was looking like you on the toilet when you were looking at Jake. <laughs> that's it. I'm fucking <laughs> All right. Well, I think in a fair fight, the 49ers win. That's what I think. And I just pray for no injuries in a fair fight. That's all I want, man. All I want is for you to not stroke out during the game. Dude, so we're having people over. And like, the problem with me is I'm not, I'm not like, hey, everything's all good no matter what. Yeah. I I will be upset. I'm already pre-tilted and upset because I just invited my buddy and his girlfriend is a Chiefs fan. Oh, and I'm kind of like, I I, I, I don't want a fucking Chiefs fan in my house. Like I, Tell I'm her just, to leave, dude. She's not shit, shit goes wrong and you say something crazy, like uh, like it's not going to be good. Yeah, dude. And and you know what? We, we got to take back what we said about inviting people to things to make them feel good. You have to invite uninvite this person now, dude. That's not yeah. good for that. It's not good for that person. Yeah. It's just not. And that's bad vibes, dude. Bad vibes. All right. Well, Niners, Niners, Niners by, we'll just, Niners by three. Niners by three. The final score, 30-33-30. San Francisco 49ers winners of Super Bowl 56. I don't even know. I can't keep track of that. I think so. I'll go with I'll give them I'll give them ten. I think they I think they I think they I think they win by ten. Okay. Yeah. I think I think uh your rookie kicker dude, what if we just raped and pillaged Mahomes booty hole? Dude, it'd be the greatest that would thing be ever. So dude. Glorious. It'd be the greatest thing ever. Dude. He'll be back. Listen, refs, listen, NFL, listen, Roger Goodell. He yeah. doesn't need your help. He'll yeah. be back. Yeah, don't worry. They're gonna they're gonna solve his receiver problem in the offseason and they'll be back in the Super Bowl next year, I promise you. <laughs> Speaking of which, how did the Chiefs go? Hey, we've got this Lamborghini at quarterback, and let's just not let's just not get any receivers. It proves let's the point, dude. It proves the point. Look, he doesn't need it. I know he's it's... got Kelsey. So until Kelsey goes away, dude, we're dealing with Pat Mahomes. I think once Kelsey goes away, he's gonna have a lot of problems. I doubt it. Yeah, I, it's just wishful thinking. I want him to fucking. Else. I want him to jump off the planet, dude. I fucking hate it, dude. Him. And also, George Kittle is the greatest ever. Have you he's been a, seeing all the videos of him? Yeah, dude, he's a he's fucking so goof. fucking funny. And I think that's the key to our team. And this is what we can take away and tie into life: is Brandon Ayuk blocks, Debo Samuel blocks, George Kittle 
fucking loves to block. Mm -hmm. They're all selfless. And no one is in an interview, well, I need the ball. I need to get the ball more. No. You, you'll look up, and McCaffrey was in an eye formation. Now he's 65 yards down the field blocking for Debo yeah. Samuel. Like, these dudes are all playing as a fucking team and as a unit. And I, I think I'm going to put this out there. I think George Kittle is the best tight end for this reason. A lot of uh, tight ends are great receivers like Mark Andrews or Travis Kelsey, but they ain't fucking pancaking Aiden Hutchinson like George Kittle is. So as a complete tight end, because part of a big part of a tight end's job, you know, George Kittle fucking crushes it because he – he, uh, I saw him in an interview. He's like, "Yeah, we had 200 rushing yards that game. It was one of my favorite games to play of all time because all he did was block, and he loves it, dude." Yeah, you know what, he loves a, playing football. That's an interesting. That's an interesting take, dude. And I can see, I can see why you say that. He's a more complete tight end. More complete. Um, so, um, I that's a battle between him and Kelsey, but um, I think the more complete Kelsey is, ain't blocking like that, though, no. bro. No, nah, he's too worried about other shit. All right, let's get the fuck out of here. I got kids yeah. fucking wailing in the background. Um, this was a fun one, dude. I think we mentioned Drake's dick like 26 <laughs> times. Uh, <laughs> but it was fun. Dude, the, the quickest shout out to the homeboy, Jesse. He was at the show, as was Brandon. And uh, he had shared something on Facebook where he said, you know, it's one of my top three favorite podcasts. And I've loved to watch these guys grow and get better. And he doubled down when I saw him in real life. IRL at the show he was like dude I really meant what I said like I've watched your guys' growth I can hear it I see you've gotten better you're asking great questions in the interview I've just I can see that you're working on it and doing better and that was a fucking sick ass compliment yeah, because thanks, we Jeff. are working on it we are striving to get better and to be validated on that that someone's noticing is pretty fucking cool so thank you Jesse um and then our good friend Brandon also said that he has played he played a couple episodes for people at Lauren's Wish. Like, hey, this is this is your class today. I'm busy. Listen to this. So that's pretty fucking rad. Rude dude in treatment facilities. Who would have thought, listeners? That's right. You know, you that's sit here right. and all that. It's being used in recovery. That is awesome. Those are both great compliments. And thank you guys for your continued support. Uh, we love you very much, Brandon. I I don't know if Henry shared the screenshot, but you look fantastic in one of these Lauren Wisp wish pictures oh <clears throat> do you send that to him yeah make sure you share that with him yeah he doesn't listen to yeah he just throws it away but just know i'm roasting him right now um all right i will um give us our spiel uh follow us on everything uh samsung apple amazon spotify youtube tiktok and instagram all at rude dude pod all one word all lowercase um I'm back to saying that. I don't know why I'm saying that, but yeah. I'm back to saying it. So uh, it, today we'll let it slide. Um, we do have merch. There will be a link in the link tree at the bottom of the show description. If you would like to support this podcast with a small um, monthly subscription, there is a support this podcast link at the bottom of the show description as well. You could help us grow by giving us something as small as 99 cents a month. Anything um, really helps us out. Uh, thank you again to our current subscribers. We really appreciate you. Um, next week we have Cassidy, which is very exciting. And if you listen to this entire episode, it might get a little zippy. We might be fighting on it. I mean, who knows, dude? So you're going to want to come back and listen. Uh, she just said yes in a New York minute. There you go. Dude. That's what I was saying the other day. Just walking around the house working. 
She'd say yes <laughs> in a New York minute. Dude, he was so good. Rest in peace, Toby Keith, dude. You're way more of a stand-up person than fucking Drake leaking pictures of his dick. Um, so, anyways, dude, I you have anything you want to say before we finish? She'd say yes <laughs> in a New York minute. All right, no. dude. I also, dude, um, that uh if you ever want to get fired up and say fuck your ex you got to put on uh how do you like me now now that i'm on my way you still think i'm crazy standing here today that's a good one dude that is could it make you love me but i always dreamed about living in your radio how do you like now? Dude, the picture he paints of his ex waking up to his voice on the radio, I mean Br- uh, brutality, dude. Just straight brutal fatality. Dude, just straight <laughs> up, dude. And 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 hopefully he's he's up in the in the in the beyond with a red solo cup, um, singing How Do You Like Me Now? So rest in peace, Toby Keith. Um, to answer your question, pal, I got nothing. Okay, cool. Um <laughs> I will <laughs> uh once again, thank you again, Michael, for everything you should do for this podcast. Please, yes, please go to North Carolina, buy a computer, and come back. Um, I will finish it like I always do. I love you, Hen. This was a fun episode. I think we mentioned Drake's dong at least 26 times. <laughs> I love you too, Cam. And remember, look up that video because it's quite impressive. And <laughs> be yourself and fuck what they think. And I, I guess I'll try to do the best audio version of how long that dick is with. <laughs> Later, dude. One of them see with the music and me, Regal. One of the puppy, then boy.